Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hello, welcome to the Website Coach Podcast. This is episode 24. And this week, I'm going to be talking about the biggest website mistakes I see. I've seen a fair few websites in my time. And yes, I admit, I look at websites slightly differently to most people. I notice things, good things and not so good things. And there are a lot of not so good things I see time and time again. They're remarkably common. They're things that mean visitors leave or are more likely to leave without becoming clients or signing up to your email or even remembering your business. And the thing with these mistakes is they're very easy to fix. So what are they? Well, I'm sure I could come up with a much longer list, but these are the ones that sprung to mind when I was outlining this episode. So the first one, logos taking up too much space. Yes, you've spent a lot of money on a logo. It's taken ages to get a logo you love. You want to show it off. I get it. But when it comes to websites, your logo has a supporting role. It's not the reason people have landed on your website. Visitors don't say, oh, look at that amazing logo. This business must be perfect for me. Your logo is just not interesting to your visitors. It doesn't show them much. Unless, of course, it's completely out of sync with the rest of your website. In which case it shows them lots, but it's all negative. And your website is for your potential clients. It's not for you. It needs to give them what they need. It's not a vanity project. Or if it is, you won't get many clients from it. When someone lands on your website... What is going to give them the best impression? A large logo or a large image showing your business as you want it to be seen? An image that shows your business in the light you want it to be seen in gives the right first impression. Think about how you want your business to be seen. The first image on my homepage is, well, at least as I record this, an image of me with my laptop, smiling and looking friendly. Well, I'm aiming to look friendly. (laughs) Would a large logo be better? I don't think so. You see, logos are very corporate and impersonal. They're deliberately faceless. And if you're John Lewis or Marks and Spencers or Amazon, that might work. But if you think about the successful John Lewis ads or Marks and Spencers ads, They're all about individual people and families. When I look back through websites I've built, it's funny because almost all of them have one large image across the screen at the top of the homepage. And there's a good reason for that. I I was actually doing some research on some designs recently, and I showed a few people some different potential designs for a website I'm designing for a coach. One of the designs had a smaller image at the top with his name, what he did more prominent. And interestingly, everyone I showed the designs to preferred the one 
or one of the ones with an image of the coach across the homepage. And when I asked, they said that's because they're buying that person. They want to see who that person is. Now, if you buy a website template from one of the well-known template shops, some of them, not all of them, some of them have a large logo alongside a menu. And the result of that is a significant portion of the top of the homepage is white space. Now, I'm a big fan of white space on a website, but not at the top of the page. That is prime real estate, and it should be working really hard to give the right impression of your business. Logos should be large enough that they can be read, but otherwise be unobtrusive. Let your branding photos be the stars of the show. I talk a lot about branding photos on this podcast and with clients and other places, and they really do make a difference. The investment in branding photography is worth it. If for no other reason than that very first image, it's much better investment than a logo. You don't get a second chance to make a first impression, as they say. Okay, I think I've done logos to death. (laughs) So reason number two or mistake number two that I see is not being clear on what you do. When somebody lands on your website, it needs to be immediately clear whether you can help them or not. If you land on my website looking for a kitchen table or recipes, it will be immediately obvious that you've come to the wrong place. Because I make it clear that we provide websites for entrepreneurs and small business owners. We do not provide kitchen tables or recipes or anything to do with kitchens. Think about when you're searching for something. Do you have time to wander around a website, enjoying the website before you know whether they can help you? I know I don't. There's no point trying to be clever here. If you're not clear up front, you will lose visitors who don't have the time or the energy to work out whether you're the right person to help them or not. So it's the bridal hair and makeup artist covering Dorset, Somerset and Devon. The personal trainer for midlife women. The baby and child sleep consultant. You get the picture. So I'd encourage you to take a look at the top of your homepage and see if it's clear what you do and who or how you help. There's that famous test, would a six-year-old understand it? Okay, mistake number three that I see is making things hard for visitors. And just like being unclear on what you do, Don't leave visitors to just wander around your website with no clear path. If you want visitors to your website to buy, you need to make it easy for them to do that. And you need to give them the information they need to know without the opportunity to get distracted or bored with a whole lot of stuff they don't need. You need to think about them. If you only offer one product or service to one kind of client, this is really easy to do. If you've got multiple products or services which solve different problems, then you need to make it easy for people to find which ones relate to them and send them down that path. Because if they're just left to their own devices to wander around and go down the wrong path, they won't buy. You need to signpost them. 
And once they're there, you need to help them with the information they need to know. This is not a case of telling them what you want to tell them. Think about what they actually need to know. And different people with different problems will need to know different things, which is the reason that you signpost them. Because people are busy and they don't have the time to hunt around for the right information. Next reason, no calls to action. I don't know that you can cast your mind back to when websites first came out. Or maybe not when they very first came out, but not long after they'd come out. They used to have hyperlinks that were in blue. I'm showing my age here. um, And underlined to indicate that you could click through to another website page. You know, like contact us. Well, this is 2022. Life and websites have moved on. If you want someone to take a course of action, you need to make it easy and obvious. Use buttons that they can't miss. They don't need to be bright. Well, unless your branding colours are bright, in which case, absolutely go for it. But they do need to be obvious. And you probably realise that I come back to a common thing each time, which is we're all time poor and thinking of a million things. You need to make it easy for your website visitors to follow the path you want them to take and to take the action you want them to. The aim is for it to be as frictionless as possible. Next mistake I see, too much text. When we're writing copy for our website, you have to remember people are not going to read too much text. They're not here for an essay. Large blocks of text are a big turn-off. They just don't get read. So why bother putting them there? You need to think about the information someone needs to take the action you want them to take. Make it concise. You're not in your school English class now. You don't need to write 3,000 words of your life history using long, flowery, descriptive language. Sorry, Mrs. Parker. (laughs) And when there does need to be a lot of text, because I admit sometimes there does, break it up. Use subheadings. Highlight particular bits of the text which are really important. And use images too. You need to keep people engaged as they move down the page. And I know this is something that's very tricky to do. And actually, when I design websites for people, this is the long pages are definitely the hardest because you need to keep that interest going as people move down the page. And... Another thing is that text should be properly spaced on a page. Don't be afraid of white space. It balances the text and makes it easier to read. And also comes over as fresh and contemporary in style. Next mistake, inconsistent pages. When you move from one page on a website to another, it should be seamless. And in fact, it should be seamless with things like your social media and all of your other marketing. But I see so many websites which use very different layouts and even colours and fonts. And I know that people add to their websites over time. You've got a new service. You want to redo your about page. Maybe you've seen one of your competitors or something else that you really love the way they've done it. Websites are always a work in progress. You should always be adding new things. But when you do, 
make sure it looks like the rest of your website. And this is, I see this so often that it looks like it's just pages thrown together. Now, of course, a contact page is going to have a different layout to an about page. But the menu at the top should be the same. The size of the logo should be the same. And the header style the same. It should then use the same font, the same colour font, and the same size font. Now, within any individual page, you might be using two or three fonts or two or three colours. And that's fine to use the same two or three fonts and the same two or three colours in the same way. And similarly, icons and buttons should be the same colour and size. Why? Well, <laughs> it's to do with trust. Your website pages build trust. Trust leads to clients potentially buying from you. They're far more likely to buy from you if they trust you because they trust that you're going to deliver what you say you're going to deliver. So it's a good thing. And if people visiting your website finds that another page looks completely different, their brain wonders if it's the same business or whether they need to rebuild that trust. So it just makes it harder. Okay, final thing, mistake that I see people making on their websites is carousels. I'm not a fan of carousels. I have built one or two websites for clients which have got carousels and I, they know that I'm not a fan of carousels, but I do sometimes give in. And let me explain why I'm not a fan. Because your website visitors don't have the time or indeed the interest to sit and watch carousels go round. So if you've got carousel of, say, four images, chances are they will see one or possibly two. And the one or two they see will be random. They might not see the best image. And you might say to me, well, all four images are really good and I just can't choose between them. And my answer to that is, well, use all four throughout your website. Because they're all far more likely to get seen that way. And also, if you have four images on a carousel, your website has to load all four. And that takes four times as long as loading just a single one. That's assuming they're all the same file size, of course. And guess what? <laughs> Nobody's a fan of slow loading websites. Testimonial carousels are the same. Most people will only see one or two in a carousel. I love testimonials. And I think they make a big difference in whether clients choose to work with you or not. But instead of having a single carousel of testimonials on a page, choose three or four testimonials and have all of them on that page. It's much more effective. What about logo carousels? You probably only have logos, either of clients you've worked with or press you've been in, in a single place on any page. Well, I'll relent a little bit for logos. <laughs> if they're all of equal value and you want to show you've worked with many clients or been mentioned in lots of press, then a carousel can work. But if you've been in, I don't know, say The Times, The Entrepreneur and on BBC News, then you want to make sure those logos are seen rather than the local free advertiser and your friend's blog who nobody has heard of. And if that's the case, 
then use the logos that you want to be seen and don't put a carousel in place. So they're some of the biggest mistakes that I see people make on their website. And I'm just going to go back through them in a moment. But I want you to remember that a website's more than just a logo, some text and images thrown together. Carefully thought through, your website should help convert visitors to clients. And remember, it's about them. It's not about you. Remember that they're time poor. I had a potential client come to me recently and say that she wanted people to be entertained when they were on her website. And I'm sorry, but if, you want, if somebody wants to be entertained, they're not going to come to your website. They're going to turn on Netflix or go on YouTube or something like that. When they come on your website, they're coming for something specific. And the best way to make sure that they actually buy or do whatever other action that you want them to do is to make it easy for them to guide them through, make it frictionless. Okay, so let's go through what those mistakes are that I've seen uh, time and time again. The first one is logos taking up too much space. The second is not being clear on what you do, particularly at the top of the homepage. The third is generally making it hard for visitors. So letting letting them wander around your website with no clear path. The fourth is no or hidden calls to action. The fifth is too much text or too much text in blocks. Number six is inconsistent style between different pages. And finally, number seven is carousels. That's carousels of images, testimonials or logos. So maybe take a look at your website and see whether you're making any of those mistakes and whether there's anything that you can change. And of course, if you throw your hands up in horror and say, well, I'm making all of those mistakes and you need some help, maybe a new website, then just get in touch with me. You can reach me at my own website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, on email at hello at beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, or Instagram is the main social media platform that I hang out on, and I'm at beyondthekt there. So you can send me a message there. That's it for this week. See you all next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business or scaling it. And see you next week.